first scripture reading is from Psalm 66. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. The second scripture reading is from Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. The third scripture reading is from 1 Thessalonians. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. May God bless the reading for today. Today's sermon is titled, Standing in the Need of Prayer, and thank you, Olivia, for singing that hymn for us. Some of us at Kobe Union Church are embarking on a journey of fasting during this month, and a fast is a good way to spend more time in prayer. There are many kinds of prayer. Prayer isn't just about asking God for things you need or desire. It's about establishing a relationship with God built on faith and trust. God knows the desire of your heart long before you even think to ask. But God still loves to hear from you, whether you're asking for guidance or giving thanks or just sitting still with God. Because any sort of prayer will bring you closer to God. This month at Kobe Union Church, we're talking about spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines are those practices found in Scripture that promote spiritual growth. Daily prayer is a spiritual discipline. Um, spiritual disciplines are habits, practices, and experiences that are designed to develop, grow, and strengthen certain qualities of spirit and expand the breadth of one's life. 
and bring us closer to God. There are those spiritual disciplines that we practice alone, and there are spiritual disciplines that we practice with other Christians, like prayer. We pray alone, and we pray with one another. A few other spiritual disciplines are reading your Bible, meditation, journaling, fasting, confession, simplicity, service, and prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. But we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We are not godly just because we practice the spiritual disciplines. That was a great error of the Pharisees. They felt by doing these things, they were godly. No, these don't make us godly, but rightly motivated. They provide an opening for the Holy Spirit to work in you. Prayer. Prayer is an important spiritual discipline. Mother Teresa said something interesting once. Now, she came to Tokyo back in 1981, and I had the honor of meeting her and even shaking her hand. And I recall her saying, after she was asked what message she would like to give people to remember her by, and she said, tell them to pray. Tell them to pray. Pretty simple. Just pray. We can also look at what the disciples asked of Jesus when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. When they began following Jesus, they saw what prayer meant to him, and prayer was a powerful force for him. Watching Jesus, they saw that prayer was more than just begging God for something they wanted. The more they lived with him, the more they saw they could never explain or understand him unless they understood his praying. Prayer is the most powerful form of energy that one can generate because prayer links us to God. Earlier in the service, my son Co read the scriptures for us today. And the scripture from Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray every moment. Some scholars believe that the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians could be the earliest written text in the New Testament. And pray without ceasing is in that text. That makes it pretty special. In other words, praying nonstop. How do we do that? Well, some of you have heard me talk about the breath prayer. And I like many forms of prayer, but this is one of my favorites. It's a prayer you say in one breath. You breathe in, and you breathe out. Breath. Ruha in Hebrew. The breath of God. In and out. This is a form of prayer. And you can think of what you wish to say to God in just a few words. We'll begin with saying what you like to call God or Jesus first, and then whatever it is you would like to ask God or say to God. For example, this is a breath prayer. Jesus, show me the way. God, give me strength. Lord of all, sustain me. It's just a short prayer that you say in one breath. These breath prayers can be done anytime, any place, anywhere. For example, you can pray on the train, you can pray opening the door to your home, you can pray when you're getting in your car, you've turned on the ignition and you're driving, that's always a good opportunity to pray. You can pray while you're cooking, you're brushing your teeth, you can pray in the doctor's office or in the dentist's chair. 
I also pray when I'm walking upstairs. I have 50 steps up to my home, and that's another time to do prayer. And, and you can believe me, I do a lot of breath prayer when I'm going up those stairs. Now, you can take a moment now, or after the service is over, to make up your own sentence, short sentence breath prayer. And if words don't come to you, just use a line in a hymn, like, Amazing Grace, save me. Jesus, my friend. Or use one of the examples I gave you. Um, Jesus, show me the way. Holy Spirit, guide me. Just let the Lord speak to you, and you can make up your own breath prayer. And then breathe in and breathe out. Silently pray for three times. I like the number three because of the Trinity, but it's also good to pray at five, six, ten, fifty times. And I invite you to pray this prayer for at least a whole week or longer. And you can use it anytime, anywhere, any place, as I said. So when you wake up, when you go about your day, and before you go to sleep. Surround yourself with prayer. This is one way to stay focused throughout the day and remembering that God is with you. Another style of prayer that I like is contemplative prayer, or what we call centering prayer. You sit comfortably with your eyes closed, you relax, and you quiet yourself. You choose a word, such as love or faith, just one word, that best supports your sincere intentions, your sincere intentions to be in the Lord's presence and open to God's divine action within you. It is being still and knowing that God is God. Here at Kobe Union Church, we are a praying church. We have prayer in our Zoom events, and we also list prayers in our Tuesday evening newsletter that goes out to people. We pray for people's needs. We pray prayers of thanks. We pray all kinds of prayers. We also are holding prayer meetings on Saturdays at 11 a.m. It's called Prayer and Share, and that's on Zoom, and it's every week, and you're invited to join us. We pray for the world, those in needs. We pray prayers of blessings, prayers of thanksgiving, all kinds of prayer. So please come one Saturday and join us in prayer if you're not already doing so. Prayer is living in God's presence. And this is what the disciples wanted to know from Jesus Teach them to pray and teach them to always be aware of God's presence. And if we say yes to an awareness of God's presence, then we begin embracing Paul's idea of praying without ceasing, praying nonstop. One of my favorite theologians is Henry Nouwen. He was a Dutch theologian who wrote over 39 books on spiritual life and spiritual disciplines. And he once said, the discipline of prayer is the intentional, concentrated, and regular effort to create space for God. Creating space for God. This is what we do in prayer. Again, you pray wherever, whenever, and however you want. Anything done in the presence of God become a means of prayer. What do we do when we pray and we hear nothing? There are people who have asked me that. Or they pray and they feel nothing is changing. Well, does that mean we give up? No, it means you continue, you persist. Because God is there in the silence. 
Sometimes we just need to listen to God in the silence. Even if you do not hear God, hear that still, small voice. You can always have a conversation with God. God will listen to you. Some prayers can begin with, God, why is this happening to me? Or God, where are you? Have you forgotten me? Why don't you do something? God can take the pain of our words, and sometimes they might be even angry words, and just embrace those pain, hold them for us as we share in God in a conversation. You just have to look at the Psalms. We have many Psalms of lament and many of those prayers of frustration and anger. But the presence of God is continually moving in our lives whether we know it or not. God is there. Prayer is when we begin telling the truth about our own lives. In prayer, we can acknowledge our own brokenness, our insecurities, anxieties, pain, and fear, and shame. Prayer is where we learn to do this. And once we confess things to God, it becomes much easier to be honest with others, too. So remember, when you pray, you just have to talk to God. In our sermon and prayer class, we give many examples of prayer and how God touches our lives. God changes us and others through prayer. So join us today at 10.30 a.m. as Kwame leads us and shares more about prayer. We have some really wonderful discussions in prayer time. Other forms of prayer are dance. That's a form of prayer. And we used to have a dance, a worship dance team here taught by Meg Miyatani and then later by Megan Morlet. And these dances were shared as a form of prayer during our worship services. And I hope we will have our worship dance team again after this pandemic is over. Sometimes when we're singing praise songs here at Kobe Union Church, we lift up our hands, and that's, again, a form of prayer, and we sway a little. So that's a style of prayer. We are Christians, but some Jews do what is called shekelin, from the Yiddish word meaning to shake. And they sway either forward and back, but also from side to side. And that's how they pray. Taking prayer walks is another good way to pray, perhaps going on a silent retreat. There are many ways to pray, and Kobe Union Church is such a diverse church with many traditions, we can learn from one another. Well, there's this chair that's been next to me. Maybe you've wondered why it's here. Well, I'm going to use it as an example for the story that I'm sharing. It's an illustration for this story. A chaplain in the hospital came to see a dying man and noticed an empty chair very close to his bed. He asked the man about the chair. The man said, well, let me tell you about the chair. Many years ago, I found it quite difficult to pray. So one day I shared this problem with my pastor. He told me not to worry about kneeling or speaking fancy words. He said, just sit down, pull up a chair in front of you and talk to God as you would talk to a friend. So I've been doing that ever since. A few days later, the man died peacefully in bed, and the chaplain came again and met his daughter. She said, well, for some reason, his hand was on that empty chair, and that chair was on the other side of the bed. Now, isn't that strange? The chaplain told her, not at all. I understand perfectly. 
he was reaching out to his best friend. And that is what prayer is, reaching out to God. Now we will have a mission moment from Reverend Tomoyo Akimoto. She's a minister who shows compassion for the poor. She prays with the poor and she's someone who's from Kobe. She's a former member of Kobe Union Church and she was ordained at the Free Methodist Church. She works with the homeless in Chicago at the Olive Branch Mission. And that's one of our mission partner organizations that our Kobe Union Church Global Missions supports. Prayer can lead us to the spiritual discipline of service like it led her. Care, prayer can lead us to show compassion and care for others. Pastor Tomio has been led by prayer to do a ministry of serving others. And we will now have our mission moment. <laughs> 